Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Hey, tonight we're going to recap the U.S. U-20 women's comfortable 3-0 victory over Ghana in their opening game of the U-20 World Cup. I've got Vince here with me, one of the three pillars of the Monday Review, and we have a new contributor, Tara from Philadelphia, who is famous on the Scuff Discord. Tara, welcome. Thank you so much. I don't know about that, but I'm so excited to be here. I'm a little worried I'm going to be too hyperbolic about my deep new love for this team, but let's go. That I feel like that's so very much in the spirit of this podcast, like hyperbolic about U20s, kind of. Damn right. Right. I was right there with you all in the, the boys. Men's. Sorry. Right. Sorry, male. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine if we call them boys, but um, Vince, how you doing? I'm just chilling, man. Just chilling. I want to kind of get you guys in on this this part here, but I think perhaps the overarching question for a lot of people going into this tournament is, is the rest of the world catching up to the U.S. in women's soccer? And um, I mean, is that the overarching question or is it one of the, at least one of the questions? Yes. This is the overarching question for me. And this is why I'm so pumped up for this tournament just because like i like I've, I've just been hearing a lot of chatter over the past <laughs> month two months whatever I'm like oh uh there's no way we're beating england there's no way uh we're beating the netherlands france uh with this current team or whatever whatever to be honest i think that's all a bunch of malarkey you know what i'm saying if you will <laughs> a bunch of hoo-ha <laughs> yeah exactly and um and so yeah that's why I'm, that's why i'm pumped to see this tournament and uh just to see where we really stand. And I, and I think that we're going to be where we always are. The question is, is the world catching up? But to me, it's also, are we still going to remain a powerhouse? It's, it's, did we have this longstanding golden generation? And I'm, I'm so excited to see that there are young people fighting for a place in pro teams and um, dominating this game already. I, I, I'm excited to see what's left to come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the senior team already has, I know Terry, you're really excited about this. I am too. Uh, I think everybody is that it already has a bunch of young players pushing out the older generation. And this would be the sort of the next step. I mean, it's the next generation after the Sophia Smiths and the, you know, Ashley Sanchez's and, um, yeah, it's exciting. And, and I think that uh, maybe the rest of the world would catch up, but we're, we're starting to see this uh, trickle of teenagers into the NWSL. And I think um, that being able to start um, players as pros sooner will just keep us ahead, basically. We are only going to be able to remain a powerhouse, in my opinion, is if we continue to play the youth. And... U.S. Soccer put out this fun little piece of trivia I wanted to hold until later on in the tournament, but hopefully we can marinate it on a little bit. Yeah. From 2002 to 2018, the U-20 women's national team has produced roughly about six people to be to graduate onto the senior team, six people per year, per team. And I, I really hope by the end of the tournament, we can try to draw some conclusions on 
who those six could be yet. That's what I'm excited about. I feel like I already have an idea of at least a couple of them. <laughs> right, but today. we got to wait. We got to wait. We got to wait. Okay, all right. Let's marinate on it. The, the U.S. came into this tournament having won their last 12 games, which is all the games they've played together as a group. Um, that includes a what was technically a draw against the Netherlands. At What was the name of that tournament? The the Sued? Yeah. F-U-D, Ladies' Cup. Okay. And But we did beat them in penalties, so I'm counting it as a win. 12 wins in 12 tries. Uh, we beat Mexico 2 to nothing to win the CONCACAF Championship in March. And that in that tournament where we played the Netherlands and beat them in penalties, we also beat France. We've, we've been dominant, and that carried over into the first match of the U-20 World Cup. Wouldn't say Ghana ever really threatened. Goals from Michelle Cooper, Alyssa Thompson, and Ali Sentner did the job for the U.S., before we get into the lineups and the timeline, let me just say, if you are able, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, we're an ad-free podcast, and that's how we make money. And if you're able to subscribe and you're interested even a little bit in women's soccer, you'll get to join the Discord, and I'm desperate for people to talk about women's soccer with. So it's kind of a win-win. And Terry, you're that you're sort of that rare person who is like, like it seems like you're equally interested in men's and women's soccer. It's like you're 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 not a you're not just there for the women's soccer. You're there for both, right? Right. I, I love our men's team, and I love um, you know both national teams. But I've definitely been a fan of the women's team longer. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do the lineups. Uh, the U.S. was in goal. Mia Justice. In on the back line from right to left, Elaine Rouse, Emily Mason, Lauren Flynn, and Samar Gidry. Uh, Gidry and Rouse, the fullbacks. Talia Della Peruta was the six. Uh, Olivia Moultrie and Corbin Albert were the eights. And then uh, Alyssa Thompson, Michelle Cooper, and Jaden Shaw were across the front line. Although Jaden Shaw did do a lot of playmaking and, and uh, drop deeper into the midfield as the game went on. Ghana was in more of a 4-2-3-1, I guess, though they were backed into their defensive third much of the game. They were missing somebody, though, right, Vince? Yeah, um, supposedly uh, their best player, Evelyn Badu, um, traveled to Costa Rica and suffered, and suffered uh, what seemed to be a ankle injury that, that was bad enough for her to not even be registered for this tournament. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so that news came out yesterday. I follow a, a Ghanaian journalist named uh, Gary All Smith that I just follow for general um you know football takes and whatnot and I saw this come across the timeline the other day and I was like wow but um yes supposedly uh she's a really big deal and she's already uh pretty pretty famous in Ghana it seems hmm so yeah That's big blow bad. yeah the ref was, if you watch the game, she, she was on screen a lot. She played kind of a big role in the game. Her name is Laura Lee, and she is Australian. So I don't know how interesting that is to everybody, but there it is. Yo, I, I just want to say something about Laura Lee. She gave off uh, like, like camp counselor vibes. Like sometimes, you know, you would see <laughs> she was just smiling very wide the entire game. And, and that was fun to see, even, even though she made, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. She made some rash decisions at points, but uh, sometimes, you know, when it was just a routine file, she would, you know, come onto the camera and just like, come on, you know, you can't do that. Just yeah. 
the, the just a very large smile just seemed very lovable. She was, she was likable. I thought what Tara. And I, and this is very much not at all relevant, but there was a TV show. I know Vince watched where a main character was named Laura Lee in yellow jackets. Do you remember that Vince? Was, which one's Laura? A no, little blonde girl who flew her plane into the sea. Spoiler. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. The the religious girl. But that's all I could think about, which adds some context into what my mindset was going into this game. You just thought she was going to th- fly a plane into the sea. I thought she was unhinged. Um, I mean, I agreed with a lot of her decisions, but unhinged nonetheless. Okay. All right. Uh, let's get to the timeline. Why don't you kick us off, Tara? Yeah. And I definitely want to take this seriously, but the game did start with a crowd chanting down from 10. Did everybody notice that? I noticed that. Yeah. It was peculiar, no? It is peculiar. I feel like I've seen it before somewhere, but I can't say where. (laughs) Okay. Well, beside the point. (laughs) uh, Definitely peculiar. Okay, good. Right at the first minute, um, Flynn was a little messy from the start. I know many people in the Discord noticed it. Even online, she she had some nerves, which was expected, I, I guess. But uh, it was a bit of a theme throughout the first half. Mason was the more reliable um, of the two. And she also grew into the game. Uh, but somebody I was really excited to come into this tournament um, and watch was Della Peruta. That's how I would say it. Yeah. Anyway, she had two pretty major giveaways in the first minute. Um, And I bring it up because it was a bit surprising uh, for me as she is one of the more, if not the most experienced youth national player we have. She is a four-time CONCACAF champion. Mm. She holds that record um, between the men and the women. She won with the U15s in 2016. She won with the U17s in 2018. And then she won with the U20s in 2020 and 2022. So I was coming into this game expecting her to dominate. And we do get there, but... In this first minute, she she had a few slip ups, which I noted. Yeah, I th- I thought we were. I mean, that's skip ahead too much. But I thought we were pretty messy pretty much f- until the, the the first ten minutes were up, and we had a, a right around the nine thirty mark. We had a, a big chance, but up until that, we were it's like difficult for us to connect two or three passes together. And I'm just gonna chalk it up to nerves, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it, it had to be nerves. Everyone was like chasing their first touch and stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was getting uh, a little wild out there. And and I think and I think Ghana played into it a little bit because they just they came out flying. Um, and I don't know if we necessarily were ready for the amount of uh physicality that they were playing with. Uh, they they were coming in the challenges uh physically, you know, and um, yeah, very hot and. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I don't know if we were necessar- necessarily ready, and it took us about yeah five or ten minutes to get to get warmed up. I mean, you you should talk about that little that little moment in the third minute from where Shaw does something that almost comes off that doesn't come off because there's a foreshadowing to it. I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so in the third minute, Alyssa Thompson picks up the ball, 
um, in midfield and plays a plays a nice ball to to Jalen Shaw, who's who's cutting across the face of goal, leaving her her left wing position, um, coming into the middle of the pitch, and she she receives it with a with a very nice first touch, which which also was a constant theme of this game. Whenever she's making these darting runs, her first touch really never let her down the entire game. But um, so after the touch, she ends up trying to play a back heel to. I think it was Cooper, but it, it, was it, Cooper, it, it ends yeah. up, yeah, it, it ends up getting cut out. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was some foreshadowing because, you know, we ended up having some back heel magic later in the game. Yeah, there was also a cutback attempt from Alyssa Thompson after she got sprung down the right wing by Moultrie, uh, but it was cut out. It was, but you know, there there was there were a couple good things, but for the like I said, for the most part, first nine minutes of the game were sloppy uh, our first you know big chance of the game comes in the 10th minute uh flynn plays it on the ground to cooper so you know flynn does come in for some criticism for sure but this is a nice pass through the lines to cooper who's dropping deep from her number nine position lays it off for corbin albert and albert plays in moultrie who is sort of making an exchanging run with cooper filling the space that cooper vacates Moultrie's shot, Moultrie's basically one-on-one with the goalkeeper, uh, but her shot is blocked off her foot by the goalkeeper who's just uh, flying out at her and gets to her right inside the box. Yeah, and, and Flynn, you know, she, she did have the rough start, but she she definitely grew into the game and showed really showed a lot of quality after the after the inconsistency to start the game. I, I ended up being pretty pretty impressed, to be honest. Me too, and she's one of the youngest out there. I mean, I don't have her age on hand, but I did look it up. She is one of the youngest out there. Is she? Yeah, she. She was swashbuckling, sort of a. What, what's the? How's the phrase go? Is it nothing risked, nothing earned? That's not it. But gained. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, but that's seemed like sort of her, her, uh, her, her theme for the day because she was, you know, she was carrying the ball deep into the other team's half and trying to play, trying to do stuff from her center, center back position. The goal comes uh, around the 11 minute mark. Um, it's a good diagonal from Lauren Flynn to Thompson on the right wing. Thompson exchanges a couple passes with Jaden Shaw, who shows good strength to ride a tackle and then play Rouse, the right back in behind down the right wing. It's a good ball. Rouse lets it run past her, then cuts the defender from the sideline onto her left foot and hits a pretty gorgeous curling ball for Michelle Cooper to nod in from point blank range. Cooper had lost her marker on the back post. Um, 1-0 USA. She didn't just lose her marker in the back post. There were three defenders just standing around her. I, It was gorgeous. It's what I have seen Michelle Cooper do in the very few videos I've found from uh, her playing with Duke, but it was so exciting. I was so, it, it was beautiful. Yeah, and um, just uh, I guess doing my research on Y Scout before the tournament, um, this is basically what I saw from from Lainey Rouse um, when I when I watched her college games from last season. Um, she's just extremely dynamic for a right back um, and loves to loves to be in positions like the one that Shaw put her in, where she's one v one. You know, she I mean she found herself one v one maybe like four or five times in this game. And every 
every single time. You know, she's not playing any games. She she's going she's gonna try and go at her marker and make something happen. And yeah, this was just real nice. The nice little chop to get it on the left foot and the the ball too. It's just that's a that's a nice piece of nice piece of quality to see right there. And yeah. aside from Michelle Cooper, I'm so sorry. Aside from Michelle Cooper's goal, I thought Alyssa Thompson and Jaden Shaw were really sparking. You could see a lot of chemistry there already. And it, I mean, it's it was only the 11th minute, 11th minute, but again, foreshadowing for what's to come. But I'm I'm really excited about those two together. 17 minute mark there's a set piece scramble it falls to Flynn and she actually hits a pretty good left footed volley that's cleared off the line uh, worth mentioning so I mentioned it yeah yeah, and this is where um, Flynn really starts when, really, where she really gets into her marauding bag like it, it's been this is probably like her third carry all the way up the pitch up the pitch and she dribbled by uh the Ghanaian midfielder uh, Nayama to open the field up. Um, after she dribbled by Nayama, she got the ball to Olivia Moultrie, and then yeah, Moultrie tried to hit a hit a. It, it was a nice ball, hit a nice ball out to Cooper, who was in the the space on the left wing. It ended up going out on the touchline. Corbin Albert won the ball back, then won the corner, and this is the ensuing quarter. Okay, so the twenty third minute, um, a switch off a. Off a Ghana throw in leads to a one v one with um, the right winger Tay and anchors a space against against Samar Gidry. Um and Tay ends up taking like really like a if it, for for a dangerous situation she ended up kind of making it a, a little bit less dangerous than it should have been because she just popped a shot from like the top of the box that like, it was it was non threatening to to our goalkeeper. This is just something I've noticed. Uh, I noticed in this match. Um, where we had Samar Gidry covering like an entire side of the field to herself because our two center backs are kind of like pressed up and trying to just win the ball off the throw in. Mm-hmm. And so what, what what ends up happening is our two center backs are like 10, 10 to 15 yards apart. And, and both, both of them on the right side of the pitch. It was Samar. Samar had to do it. And uh, this happened a couple of times. And each time she came out, um, you know, looking good. Yeah, going into the 28th minute, we see some of the best defending of the game, in my opinion, Um, from Guidry again to track down Tay after a cross-field switch over our defense to our left side. Um, So at this point, the nerves from our back line are, to me, completely clear up. They're feeling confident. Guidry is dominating that side, and she stops one of the few nice chances um, Ghana had. Do you guys agree? Yes, oh, I yeah. do. I, I mean, it didn't even result in a shot, right? Because she no, like, she got it. She got it too quick. Yeah, but it was. It looked dangerous when, as the ball was flying. This was a nice pass across the field to Tay. So it looked right. dangerous. Yeah, and and I just think it's funny because like when we were when we were in possession. Our our center backs are like damn near on the touchline, <laughs> but but then like um, I, I'm pretty sure this came off another throw in situation too, um, and then for for whatever reason we're just extremely narrow um, on the on the defensive end. Thirty first minute might have been the thirty second minute, right in there. Uh, the red card is shown to Jacqueline Owusu for Ghana. 
she she got Corbin Albert in the back of the ankle with her studs pretty good as the replay showed. Um, it didn't. It wasn't even called. I don't think it was even called as a foul in the in the moment. But no, it wasn't. But VAR uh, alerted Laura Lee that the plane was going down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she uh, she listened up and she gave her the she gave her red, which seemed seemed deserved, right? It was completely earned. I mean, it wasn't vicious, but her studs was were up on the back of her leg. I, that's an easy red. Yeah, I, I like. I was just a little disappointed, just because, you know, I just hate to see a, a early red like this. Um, really, really, just want to see what this team is made of, just to start the tournament out. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen these players other than the clips I've watched on Wise Scout, which were, uh, most of them were almost a calendar year ago, during the College Cup. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, we'll 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 get that on. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get another game on Sunday. You know, so it's all good. But yeah, I was just just a little disappointed. Yeah, it was a silly way, silly way to get sent off. Um, like you said, didn't seem uh, intentionally vicious or anything. Uh, it did, it did affect the the flow of the game. Um, Rouse gets a yellow a few minutes later for a tactical handball after she kind of gives it away. I noticed that she, you know, you you were singing her praises, Vince, and I I agree. I think there's still some. Yeah, uh, a little bit of an area for improvement. Like she got a good diagonal around the 25th minute from Flynn and just kind of wasted it. And I felt like there was a little bit of that from her. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, so, I mean that that's just her like aggression though, because that that uh that diagonal she received, you know, she she went for the Meg. You know what I'm saying? That's I can't, right. I can't. That's right. I can't. I can't begrudge anybody for. Fair enough. You know, I, it was a cool opportunity. It was a <laughs> decent effort. She she would have looked awesome, but instead she gets a yellow card. <laughs> All right, and the second U.S. goal comes right around the 38 minute mark. Tidy work from Corbin Albert in the middle of the pitch to slip Cooper into the left channel. Uh, Cooper is, you know running hard at the end line and she's got three runners to pick from one uh at the six and that's Alyssa thompson and then i think and then two in the coming at the penalty marker i think one of them was albert i'm not sure who the other was and i was thinking to myself man cut it back cut it back cut it back and she didn't cut it back she just she just laid it right across the six and thompson met it with the side of her foot put it into the roof of the net so i was uh mistaken on my couch there two zero usa and we need to sit with this for a second because Alyssa Thompson is a high schooler. She plays for a U-17 MLS Next team. She's a track star. She's the youngest high school athlete to ever sign with Nike. We just need to praise her a bit. She was pretty excited too. You could see it. She was so excited. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And And I think like, when Cooper picks the ball up right there, um, I, I like went back and looked at Alyssa Thompson's run. And she had just basically like like boxed our marker out to where, you know, she wasn't getting around her. And I think if when, when Cooper picks her head up and sees Alyssa in that situation, uh, like I think there's just no way she's going to cut back at that time. Um, yeah, so, so I think that's how that came about. Yeah, I, I'm mostly just uh, using this as a confessional opportunity to say I was wrong, you know, in the moment. Um, uh, so Alyssa Thompson is, how old is she then? She's is she 17. 
And okay. she has a sister who is 16, who also just signed with Nike as like a pair. Um, she just won CONCACAF championship with the U-17 national team. So we have we have our very own um, Aronson siblings, I guess we could say, but better. <laughs> um, and I'm so, so here for it. Awesome. All right. Uh... 41st minute this is what we were trying to foreshadow with the the back heel talk earlier just wonderful work from Jaden Shaw to carry it into zone 14 and then she sort of gets turned away from the goal a little bit and and tries to back heel Moultrie and she actually does um back heel Moultrie and splitting two defenders just a gorgeous piece of soccer there Moultrie takes a touch and then blasts it in the stands but it doesn't do anything to diminish the the build up there yeah, it was real nice. Um, well, so once again, Alyssa Thompson's involved, um, and she delivers the ball to Shaw after a nice one-two with with her and with with her and uh, Olivia Moultrie. And really, that would have been, you know, just just pure champagne football right there, if it would have if we would have got the finish. Yeah. But speaking of speaking of uh, immensely talented seventeen-year-olds, um, Jaden Shaw, Jaden Shaw. Um, Recently signed to the San Diego Wave um, and made her NWSL debut, um, I think two weeks ago, a week ago. And I think I just, it was a week ago, yeah. A week ago, okay. And it, it was like just watch, watching that match, it was absolutely amazing to see. Just like a 17-year-old absolutely jumping off the screen in her first NWSL minutes. Like, I mean... If 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 there's a player better than Jaden Shaw in this tournament, I would I would like to see her scoring in some of her first NWSL minutes. Right. I mean, like to even get minutes with the Wave right now, who are second in the league, it's mm-hmm. it's so impressive. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, the her her goal. Uh, she this match was against the Red Stars, and her goal was just absolutely disgusting. You know, picked it up in the box. And had the wherewithal to to, to, um, to fake the shot on the right, chop it to her left. Uh, so like like sat down Alyssa Nair, mm. <laughs> uh, like like fooled Alyssa Nair with it. I mean, all this is seventeen. It's just too much. It's just too much. She yeah, for me, she was the best player on the field today. Um, Moultrie's also seventeen, right? Isn't she only seventeen? I think she might be sixteen. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not positive, but. Yeah. And Shaw is interesting because, you know, she started on the wing, but she seemed to do a lot of her best work centrally, sort of as a playmaker. And yeah. And really back too. she would push back a lot. I was, that's what I was impressed about. She wasn't really doing that with the wave, like getting back in our half as much, but it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes she was like in like the left back space picking the ball up and, you know, just, just trying to dictate the game. But yeah, in that, um, in that match against the red stars in her, in her NWSL debut, she was playing mostly right wing, uh, switched over to the left a little bit too, but yes, just an absolute baller. Yeah, definitely one to watch. And I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, Tara, when I say that she's going to be one of those six who goes on to the national team. (laughs) No, it's, it's all but guaranteed. It's all but guaranteed. 
All right, 40. Oh, no, you got the next one, Tara. Yeah. uh, So shortly after in the 42nd minute, um, we had a fun little set piece that I got a lot of amusement out of. Um, there was a there was a traffic jam between Albert and Cooper. Albert can't really sort it out, kicks it out of bounds, uh, but she's getting uh, chance after chance, and it didn't result in anything, but it was intriguing. Yeah, it was kind of instead of the instead of trying to play it over the wall. I I, I think it, maybe it was Della Peruta who was on the on the ball. Yes, yeah. She played it. She played it on the ground, just to the left of the wall, right in front of the goal. And it could have, like, either Cooper or Albert could have picked it up, and they both kind of touched it. And Cooper got tackled, and then Albert got it back. And yeah, as you described, forty seventh minute, we get a, a big chance for Corbin Albert. A lovely turn from Shaw on a throw in from the left side. She plays, so she turns. A defender, you know, receiving the ball that's that's you know about waist high, and then she plays a clean pass on the ground back toward the top of the box for Albert, who just punishes it first time off the crossbar. Very nice, still two zero. Yep. And while while we're giving uh, player bios, <laughs> so Corbin Albert um, plays at Notre Dame, and really uh, it was probably the player that had me the most excited. Last night when I was when I was doing all my research at like two in the morning, um, we, we really didn't see uh, she had a solid game. She had a solid game, but we didn't get to see her, her, her entire package there. She she can she can really get cooking off the half turn, uh, really turn and just embarrass people on the dribble. So there's there there's more to come. There's more to come. It'll be interesting to see how um, Tracy Kevin's trots everybody out against the Netherlands on Sunday. Who's going to be the midfield? Is Jaden Shaw going to play on the wing again? I'm very curious. We shall see. All right. Well, at the half, Ali Sentner comes on for Michelle Cooper. Um, 48th minute, a good ball in behind from Moultrie to Thompson, who's cut back, finds... Nobody spills to Moultrie. She tries to swivel and blast it with her left foot. It goes well wide. I think, um, you know, Moultrie, I thought Moultrie was at times untidy. You could see her quality. Uh, I think she's going to probably have better games than this one in this tournament, I guess is how I would put it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and she was still good. Yeah, she, she was. was. Still good, but. I I was just saying uh, she was untidy, but she did what she needed to do, which was get the ball to the attackers and let them score. Mm-hmm. So like she she had some sloppiness, but I'm expecting come Sunday uh, a, a brand new Olivia Moultrie. Yeah. So be it. And, and and sometimes when we were like struggling to progress the ball, uh, I, like I always felt good. When I saw somebody passing to when I saw somebody passing to Olivia, and did you see her at all in the countless water breaks? Like she just looked furious the entire time, and I love that. <laughs> that's that's my kind of girl. Yeah, she oh, is also. Um, no, my bad. No, go now that I think about it, for for those of you that don't know, I live in I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, race in Louisville, season ticket holder, and I saw her first minutes. Um, her, her debut came in Louisville. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll be able to. I'll, I'll be able to tell my grandkids that one day. 
Yeah, if you've if all you've ever heard about Olivia Moultrie is that she was signed as a thirteen year old, and you you might think, well, she's she's probably a small person because you think of her as a thirteen year old. She's not. She's she's a she's she's a big physical midfielder, and I mean dominant really in her physicality. It was like really really difficult to push off the ball. Um, a lot to contend with for the opponent. And. In Portland, where she plays with the Thorns, she's often paired up with Christine St. Clair in warm-ups and training. And hmm. I mean, like, how doesn't that give every American fan goosebumps? We're going to have our own Christine St. Clair. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Always love to steal from Canada. We can. <laughs> we, we should praise Shaw a little bit more. I think there's a good ball from the right side. Who is it? Who hit that? that ball like a curling ball into the box um from from rouse okay and shaw just takes a lovely first touch uh uh to to give herself the room to have a shot she tries to shoot it at the near post and it kind of tings off the outside of the post but another good chance yeah it's just it's interesting to see because Jaden's basically going to be able to play any attacking position that she wants to play on any given day you know when you just see the the array of stuff that she just does in this game just casually you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> it's like no effort is is really put into it yeah i'm stoked uh 51st minute goal usa uh it's it's a good combo through the middle of the of the field is it uh yeah della peruta to sentner to Moultrie and center passes to Moultrie like a little square pass and then immediately makes a run into the space between the center backs, actually between one of the center backs and the left back and Moultrie waits the return pass perfectly. Um, I think that should not be understated how lovely the weight was on that pass. And then center blasts it and the goalkeeper gets an arm to it, but I mean, gets a good arm to it, but it's, it still trickles through. 3-0 USA. Right. No disrespect to Sutner, but like we can't we can't talk about Moultrie being sloppy or even like a little untidy and not mention how that pass was gorgeous. That pass was all her. Thank you, Sutner, for getting the goal, but I was I was really impressed with the three ball. It's it's such an easy pass to get wrong, you know? Like there she had this plenty of space to put it into, but to put to to put the weight on it so that center can just run onto it and just blast it. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Ali Center is one of the players that didn't have any Wisecout clips because she sat out her freshman year at Duke because she tore her she tore her ACL. I think uh, like a, almost a year ago. I know the the man commentating said last August. So um, it's you know. Happy, happy return to to plan. You know what I'm saying? Get you a goal. You gotta be feeling good. She was a she was a positive presence. I thought busy, like uh, active off the ball. Fifty mm-hmm. third minute, we start getting some subs. Ioke comes on for Gidry at left back, and Trinity Byers comes on for Alyssa Thompson at the right wing. Uh, the fifty right around the fifty eight minute mark. Cecilia Nyama, a midfielder for um, for Ghana, nearly gets uh, another red card. She put her studs slightly into the back of Shaw's ankle, which you know that I think there should be extra points 
against her for that, that it was Shaw. But um, initially shown red, but then after the, VA, the VAR check, uh, Laura Lee gives her a yellow card. So there you go. Kind of the opposite of what happened earlier. Yep. And this is just, you know, back to the camp counselor vibes. You know what I'm saying? She, she might have felt bad for the prior, for the prior red. She was like, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and you could stay. You could stay. What did you think, Tara? I felt like it was a favor to us because if Ghana were to get two red cards, this result would have just been laughable. It would have been like, well, it doesn't even matter. Ghana got two red cards. But I mean, she had her studs in the back of somebody's ankle. That is a red card, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I feel. I like, mean, I wasn't mad at it, but to me, it it was a red card. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was enough in the video to overturn the initial decision, which was a red. But um, yeah, why are they putting studs in the back of people's legs like that? Come on, Ghana. Sixty second minute, Andrea Kitahara, Andrea Kitahara comes on for Della Peruta, and then. And plays on the left wing, and then Shaw basically moves to the six, right? Didn't she? Yeah, and I found that interesting because Della Pruta is really our strongest defensive midfielder, um, just from my own research. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see her the rest of the week, and I was happy to see her come out relatively early. I, 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 so I was really looking forward to possibly seeing uh, Sally Minty play, but um, it was released today that she tore ACL on training. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so terrible news. Then terrible news, terrible news for her. Uh, you know, wishing good vibes and uh, a quick recovery. But yeah, for me, the rest of the games was sort of a, see- a seeing out process. But we got some sat- some half chances here and there from for Sentner and Byers. Yeah, I just want to say, like, like since coming on, uh, Byers has been like like extreme extremely lively. She was she was causing havoc up and down the touchline from the moment she stepped on the pitch. Yeah, she was. In my research, consisted of just like trying to find clips of this French cup they played in June. Mm-hmm. And in that um, cup, Trinity Byers was our leading goal scorer. So I was really, really excited to see her come in. And then skipping ahead into the 80th minute, um, we see some really promising things from Trinity Byers. So 80th minute, um, we have a clever through ball from Albert for Byers. Uh, Her touch is a little bit much, uh, shot blocked off of her foot, basically. Um, Corbin Albert has worked really, really well in the middle, and I think everybody would agree to that. She was one of the more consistent players, even in that first shaky half um, defensively. But Byers has been close a few times at this point. Um, I am curious to see if we keep seeing her as Alyssa Thompson's backup or maybe she gets a start uh, somewhere soon. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. She, she definitely was lively, just not didn't quite have the finishing touch in this game. Did she play? Do you know if she played any left wing in the Sued Ladies Cup? 
Not sure. Not sure. Okay. Well, Albert Moultrie and Shaw were still on the field. I think, you know, probably our, our three most important players in this game. Still on the field after the 80 minute mark. Um, finally in the 84th minute, Karina Laguerre comes on for Albert. And what else guys, what else happens? Um, yeah. In the 89th minute after a cleared, uh, Moultrie corner, um, so okay picks up the ball and plays a plays a nice one too with Flynn that leads to a pass to uh to Andrea Kitahara. And they, it, it was showtime at this point. She proceeds to make two Ghanaian defenders fall on the dribble. Um with the second being of uh it's almost her trademark. Um her her step over. She she hits it like all the time, watching her games at uh at Stanford. She 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 loves a step over, loves it. And you know, yeah, I, I love to see it. I love when 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 you can make a defender touch the pitch. And she got two she got two bodies here, um, in a in a what twenty minutes of appearance. Mm-hmm. So you know, her 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 bodies per ninety is is looking is looking good. But anyway, the the ensuing cross from her was sent over by a Ghanaian defender. But you know, just just, just a little uh, senseless violence that I, that I love to see. So she came on in the 62nd. She, if she got two bodies, that means six, six bodies per 90. It's a lot of bodies. Right. Correct. Correct. Keep an eye on that. What else, Tara? Anything else? No, no. I was just, I just wanted to kind of note, um, looking ahead, Japan did beat Netherlands this afternoon, one to nothing. I was watching um, while I was working, so it, did not have my full attention, but from what I did see, I didn't think it was too much of an exciting game. Uh, Japan did have plenty of shots on goal. Those shots on goal, I believe there were eight or nine um, shots on goal. They clearly got one in, but the rest weren't incredibly strong or anything. So I am cautiously optimistic. Um, Japan did have most of the possession. They did play very high. Um, just some in, important context going into when we play Japan on Wednesday next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I only watched the the two minute highlight video that FIFA put out, but it did look like Japan was shelling the Dutch. It uh, was a flattering video. I watched the video as well. Really? It was. It was very flattering. I, I don't know. I didn't think the game was. I mean, it was a good game. It just, it, it wasn't as dominating as yeah. I, I am reading some people fear. Okay, good. That's good to hear. Japan, uh, as many of you know, won the 2018 U20 Women's World Cup and beat us in the group stage in that tournament. So vengeance will be ours. You're damn right. <laughs> All right, so the Netherlands on Sunday and... Japan on Wednesday, and we'll be back to recap both of those the night of. Hopefully, we can pull that off. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Tara. Thanks, Vince. See ya. <laughs>